There's a creature out there watching every single thing that you do. And there are more creatures than we give them credit for, the little people. They live in a dimension which is all their own. And you probably have seen them, but you never recognized them. Some people call them leprogeists, other chons, and they're neither. And the Cherokee call them the little people. It's actually the Cherokee name for them is Wahini Muhaha. Wahini Muhaha. Wahini Creatures, the show where we mash up 80s, Bigfoot, Fallen Angels, Aliens, ETs, and other crazy creatures all through a biblical worldview. Even little people, Nate. Even little people. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite, the little people. And, uh, Luke would make those little people shudder if they ever walked out and tried to mess with you. Like a pre-flood giant. <laughs> He would be. According to Michael Tellinger. Uh, we got some cool stuff going on. Uh, I want to say thanks to a lot of members that jumped on this last week because we launched our own private RSS feed. So if you're out there and you're like, I've been wanting to support this show, these guys are kind of cool. Kind of. Yeah. They work hard. They pr- they produce a decent show. They don't have a DeLorean yet. Not yet. Right. But if enough members hop on, we'll, we'll, we'll rent one and we'll just film some ridiculous videos of us in it. Yeah, How about that? That in a Sasquatch suit. To stay out of the woods. I'm not trying to get shot. So if you want to see some awesome memes on our account, go to blurrycreatures.com slash members. Become a member. I want to say thanks to all the new members that have jumped on and got that private RSS feed, which is cool, Luke, because they can get it right to their phone now. Yep. All the bonus content and whatnot. So we have a, a, a cool show today, Luke. We, um, we're bringing on Tim Hall, legendary storyteller out of the Appalachian Mountains, to tell us some stories about giants. This guy's epic, man. He, he's got a huge beard, so he's yeah. automatically one of the tribe. And he's already funny in the emails. Yeah. So, can't go wrong. Teller Bard, a.k.a. Tim Hall. This is his first time on Zoom, so... I feel like he was like Fritz Zimmerson's first time on Zoom as well. Yeah. And we had Fritz on. We're just, you know, we're just break, we're, we're breaking through just barriers here. The walls of Jericho and technology are coming down, Nate. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's what we do on Blurry Creatures. We... We find the storytellers that are like off the grid. Right. And we, just, and we mix, hey, get this, we mix history and technology. Oh, Ooh. come on now. That sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. Look at that. You got your Tennessee cup. Luke's ready, guys. I do. Just, dude, I'm just living that middle Tennessee life, baby. Awesome. Well, we'll see what happens. I feel like I need my beard back for this one. So you're the only one with a naked face. We haven't done any Monty Python memes yet. We got to get some. Some call me... Tim? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great, wise and powerful Tim. Have you seen any giants? I'm not talking to you. <laughs> what a strange person. <laughs> no, now go away. Where did you get them? Get what? 
The coconuts. <laughs> we found them. What found them? In Mercia? Yeah. Coconuts are tropical. <laughs> Does not the swallow fly south for the winter? Are you suggesting <laughs> the coconuts are migratory? <laughs> you can carry it. You can grip it by the husk. It's not a matter of where he, it's not a matter of where he grips it. <laughs> it's a matter of weight ratios. A five ounce bird cannot carry one pound coconut. One pound coconut. All right. So welcome to the show, Tim Hall. Tim, you're a legendary storyteller and curator at Psalms of the South Preservation Society, which is like a storytelling uh, center, and you're the curator, and you collect, preserve, exhibit, interpret, and promote uh, musical and oral heritage of the area known as the Southern Highlands. So welcome to the show, and you also have the best beard this side of the Mississippi. So Best on the show right now, for sure, which usually I, yeah. usually I have that honor, but... Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> well, I, I, I fluffed it. <laughs> People ask me, they say, well, you know, about the beard. They say, you know, why why do you have such a big beard? And I said, well, in, in the period of COVID, it comes in handy. And they say, really, why? And I said, because I have built-in face mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, nothing's yeah. getting through there. So Tim, we have a we have a sort of a uh, tradition on this show. We ask everybody. There's no right or wrong answer. What do you think about Bigfoot? What are your thoughts on Bigfoot? In the Native Native Americans, each and every group has a a Bigfoot character. Uh, and and I told you that I do an awful lot of research and and tell the stories about uh, the Cherokee myths. They've been here for thousands upon thousands of years and they have their own character. Uh, they don't call it Bigfoot, but they it is a character that has the traits of the Bigfoot. So yeah, I, I have, how shall I put it? There is, a, we don't know everything that's going on. Okay, as far as the animals are concerned, we can think that we do, but we really don't have a comprehension unless you go out into the woods and you spend an, a, a tremendous amount of time studying and, and educating yourself. You're really never going to be able to document whether there is a quote Bigfoot. Sasquatch, whatever you want. And it's not just here. It's worldwide. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you go over to the, the mountains over in Europe and they've had a Yeti for thousands of years that they've discussed. So, you know, uh, I, my, I am very open minded. Uh, if I ever if I ever do happen to meet uh, Bigfoot, I will tell him that he is the best hide-and-seek expert that there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he would listen to you, Tim. I feel like you guys would have a good meeting out in the woods. Yeah. 
I I spend an awful lot of time out of the out in the woods anyway. I mean, <laughs> looking the way I look, you know, I scare people an awful lot. <laughs> um, yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine this coming out of the out of the bushes? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing. I think I just stepped into into the Middle Earth or Narnia or something. <laughs> Tim, Tim, what are the? Uh, are you familiar familiar with the Cherokee legends on on Bigfoot? And could you tell us a little bit about that? Or uh, yeah, I, there's the character himself is the one that has been talked about for many many years. His name is Judicola, and Judicola was called the god of the hunt and i'll give you a little bit of background behind him he was a very very large hairy uh slanted eyes let's just say someone to be you know aware of when you were out there uh he protected the forests and the odd thing about him is that he had seven fingers on his claws on his hands, seven fingers with claws on his hands. So that made him even more formidable. But he was the son of Meteor. His mother was Meteor and his father was Thunder. So he had an awful lot of power about him. And what he did was when the Cherokee came into the area, moved into the area, he told them, that the forest is mine. And if you go into the forest, into my forest, you must ask my permission and you must burn the seven spirit woods so that I can smell the aroma and know that you are going into my woods for hunt, to scavenge, whatever you're going in there for. And to help him, he had a group of, a, a group of people called the little people. They're about two feet high and mm. they, you could not see them, uh, but they were there and they loved to dance. They had long hair. Uh, they loved to dance. They loved to stamp their feet. They loved drumming and they would drum if you were doing something wrong in the forest. And that would announce to Judicoa that you were in the forest and had not asked permission. So the way the story goes, Judicola was in his lair on top of a mountain and a hunting party came and the leader of the hunting party was not aware and felt like he wasn't going to announce himself by burning the spirit woods. They were just going to go in and go hunting. Little people came and told Judicola. Judicola stood up on his mountaintop. And, and you have to understand the immense size of this man. He could jump from mountaintop to mountaintop. He would drink complete rivers and creeks when he was thirsty. That is how large he was. And he found and heard that they were coming into his forest. So what he did was he let out a roar. roar he shouted. And the Cherokee stopped and looked up and saw him on top of the mountain. And he shouted out to them that you have come into my forest and not asked for my permission. You shall pay the price. He called down his mother and his dad and brought in meteors and lightning and thunder and made them into piles of ash. 
But to ensure that he had gotten them all, he jumped off the mountaintop and he hit the ground in the valley. And when he did, he was off balance and he set his hand down in order to stabilize himself. You've done that, you know, where you're off balance and you fall down and you put your hand on the ground in order to stop yourself. Well, that's what he did. And he went over and he checked to make sure that all of the Cherokee had been eliminated. And he walked back and he realized that when he had placed his hand down, it was not on the earth. The earth was, was soft. But what he had placed his hand on was a rock that was also softer than the rocks that he was used to. And he went over and he looked and his handprint was in the rock. All seven fingers, all of the claws. And he said, this is where I shall tell the Cherokee my rule, my law. And he drew a line across it. And he wrote in a language that nobody understands except the Cherokee. And when he wrote the words, drew the line, the line was his border of his force. And nobody was allowed to go across the border without letting him know and asking his permission. And people say, wow, that's, you know, pretty good story. The neat thing about it is out here, no less than 20 miles from where I'm sitting right now is the rock that he wrote on. And hmm. the rock contains his seven fingered hand, the imprint of it. So, wow, we got to get it. Yeah. We got to get a photo of that one. Well, you go out and just look up Judicola Rock. It's J U D U, uh, Judah, J U D A C U L L A, Judicola. We got Luke on it right now. Yeah. Right? Judicola Rock. Judicola Rock. They. So that that's different than the that's different than like an ancient giant. That's actually like a Bigfoot creature. Very much. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the, when people come out here and and start looking for Bigfoot, we've had several different groups come out wander sure. through the, the forest out here. Do they burn the seven sacred woods? Uh, no, Wood, yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know. They don't ask for. Yeah, they don't so, know. you know, when we start talking, when people start asking me about Bigfoot, I said, we have a Bigfoot here. The thing is, is that the Bigfoot, it was the Choctaw, the Choctaw down in, in Louisiana, Mississippi. They have a creature down in that particular area in the south of Louisiana. They call them the swamp monster. And I was down there, I guess, just about two years ago doing some research on the Choctaw Bigfoot. It lives in a cave. The Choctaw believe is where they were born. The Choctaw were born. And he protects mm. that cave every day. I mean, and, and they've seen him. Mm. So, yeah. So I'm sure, I'm sure people tell you all kinds of stories on your travels. And you probably hear a lot of modern day stuff as well. Or do you just hear, are you just researching most of the history and the legends of stories, or, or, or do you get into modern stuff well, too? Believe it or not, much of the modern stuff lends itself to the heritage, to the history. Hmm. Uh, when we start talking about some of the stories that I hear, 
from different people, uh, I do research on them. And I find out that at least as much as I possibly can, the root, the basis for that particular story being uh, told. And uh, in some cases, it not only goes back through our history, but some of them come from all uh, from across the ocean. Mm. They are tales. They are myths, whatever you want to call them that are brought mm. over and then adapted to the environment and, and the locale right now. It's interesting Tim, because like the, the Judicoa story, you know, he's, he's a demigod, right? He's, it's all, it's very similar to what we see in the biblical account of the, ne- of the Nephilim. They are the, he is the, he's the son of gods and he's a giant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I pulled up the rock here. It's really interesting. It, it's interesting looking and it, talks about how some of the petroglyphs here in the North America go back to 2000 BC. And I, I think a lot of times we call this the new world, right? We don't think a lot about how old the history is here just because we don't happen to be in Europe or, or the Middle East where things are exceptionally old, right? But it's fascinating the parallels to me. Like when we talk about, because a lot of things we talk about on the show is we talk a lot about giants in addition to Bigfoot and, and going back to the biblical account of of, of giants and it's very very interesting how similar these stories are and, this, and going off what you just said as well it's the, these stories do come they came across the sea and people have this folklore and it and it ingrains itself in the indigenous culture here which i which i find all of that connectivity fascinating because you know if everybody's telling the same story there's there's something to it right yeah well, the, the thing, when you start doing research, especially research on a giant, and you start going in, as I said, when you go through the Native Americans and you find out that this tribe had a Bigfoot, had a giant that was involved. And, and, and I'm not talking just locally. I'm talking about in the Northwest uh, of, of uh, out in Washington State, Oregon State. They have a Bigfoot out there, one that maintains the land. So, you know, when you start getting the similarities and you realize that these, uh, these tribes have been in this area for thousands upon thousands of years and these stories have been passed down, you have to sit back and say, you know, I don't think anybody just made this up and said, I think I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we don't think so at this point either. We've heard so many wild accounts. So there's a difference, though, on our show about between the ancient giants and Bigfoot. The ancient giants, from my understanding, were all over the Ohio Valley and were interacting with the Native Americans as well. Tribes of giants. What are, what are some like Native American stories about the actual giants that are supposedly migrated from the Holy Lands. Have you heard any of those stories? And and those seem different than the Bigfoot encounters that we, we hear. Because this, the, the, when you say the seven fingers, polydactyly issue was more of a giant's thing that we've heard. They had six or seven fingers and six or seven toes, and they had multiple digits that were, you know, just little similarities and, and things like that. So I wonder if that creature was actually like a mountain giant, Luke, or something like that. Well, you wish uh-huh. it was. Yeah, you, you can say that. But, you know, one of the things that, that is so interesting when you start, as I began doing research, is I found a, a story about the tall men 
that came and visited with the Cherokee. And that's, they called them the tall men. They didn't call them giants. They called them the tall men. And they came and stayed here for a period of time. Now, when we start talking about tall men, the average size of a, a Cherokee back in the time was probably somewhere around five and a half feet, maybe, you know, five, eight, something like that. Very rarely were they very tall people. But for them to write and say that these tall men came and visited them and stayed for many moons, uh, you know, you have to sit back and say, well, that's interesting. And doing the research of that leads you into more and more stories about some of the people who were, in fact, taller people that may have resided in this area before the Cherokee even came. Before the Cherokee even came. Yeah, we hear that all the time. Uh, we brought on a guy that documented all the, the mounds in Ohio Valley, and he went to all 700 of them. And what about uh, other creatures that people describe or any sort of hauntings or yeah. other uh, paranormal things that happen? T- tell in us the about all the, all the spooky stuff in the, Appala- in the Appalachians. Because we hear a lot about that, especially around these mounds, these ancient mounds that supposedly these giants built. There's a lot of. Weird, weird stuff. Weird stuff that happens. Oh yeah, there's, there, yeah. People ask me all the time. They say, "Do you believe in ghosts?" I say, "No, I don't believe in ghosts, but I believe in spirits." And there's a difference. A spirit is a, a for want of a better word, an energy field. And we, when we move our hand, when we move our finger. It is an electrical impulse that causes that muscle to move in a particular direction. So I think that if the body doesn't sustain the energy field, that the energy field becomes, let's just say, motivational on its own. I can measure the energy fields without any electricity around at all. And I've done it out in the woods. So I've done a little bit of paranormal. Here in the mountains, we have three classes of spirits, if you will. Three classes of ghosts, three classes of, of uh, uh, <laughs> weird people. They're called haints, boogers, and witches. Okay? <laughs> so this is the classification, the way they come down. Haints happen to be very harmful. In some cases, they're very violent. When we start talking about them, they if they attack you, they'll leave their mark on you in some way. It could be a bite mark. It could be a, a bruise. It could be any type of, of, of marking that they're marking you with. So that's a haint. And most of them are women. So when we start talking about a haint, it represents probably the, the worst type of encounter that you could have with a spirit. Okay. Hmm. They've been known to commit murder. 
but uh, you know it, it it is the most vicious of all the spirits the next one is a booger and it's not that kind of booger <laughs> i hear luke laughing over there yeah, you, yeah. well that's a they call bigfoot that a lot too <laughs> Boogers are male and female, mostly male, most of the time. They may or may not be harmless. Uh, and it depends upon who they're reacting with, whether it's uh, somebody who has a bad temperament or somebody who recognizes them and accepts them. So uh, they like to perform. They like to do pranks and things, you know, they're the ones that'll move the chair. They're the ones that will, uh, leave the door open or open the door that, you know, you closed cabinets open dishes, move that type of stuff, making noises down in the basement. So, you know, the boogers are, are not really malicious. They just like to have fun. Hmm. So that's, basically what they do. And then the third group is the witches and witches. Everybody thinks about when you talk about a witch, you're talking about a female and you're talking about the one that has the pointy nose, you know, rides around on a broomstick, that type of thing. Witches are found in every culture in the world. Witches are found all over and they're known by many names. They're ugly. They're usually older women, but there are times that the ugly ones and older women can change what they look like. It just depends upon the, the potion that they take. There are male witches. You've heard of a, a sorcerer? A warlock? Yeah. They are witches. So, and they can transform themselves. So, and hates can transform themselves also, but they have to do it with the taking in of the spirit of other people. Okay. So they can transform themselves also, but witches can do it by drawing upon uh, strong spiritual and earthly powers. Okay. Mm. Whereas the hate works on spiritual powers. And, and, and absorbing them, the, the witches are able to conjure up the power by calling out to earth and, and spiritual uh, beings. Ooh, didn't know I was going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> now, we talk about a lot of that stuff on our show. Um, we get into it and... We get the classification that the, the demons are the spirits of the dead giants, and basically people have kind of opened up this this understanding that there are all kinds of entities, spiritual entities of different ranks, and the and the bottom of the the, the totem pole is supposed to be these demons, which are these, you know, disembodied spirits of these half demigods, these half human, you know, half fallen angel, their offspring. And what what one of the things just to back up a little bit? I haven't really heard too many stories of Bigfoot and the little people being together, working together, working together. That really get, yeah. that really gets Nate going. That gets, <laughs> starts grinding. That really grinds his gears. Well, the, <laughs> no, just, the thing that's interesting yeah. about the Bigfoot is that the stories and and if you uh, you know I'm sure that you you 
heard some of the stories about Bigfoot destroying horses, herds of horses, herds of cows, a buffalo, you know, finding piles and piles of, of bones. And in some cases, humans, humans disappearing, nobody knowing where they went. And then all of a sudden they find remnants. Yeah. Or, or they don't. Yeah. Or people just are gone. Yeah. So, you know, when you sit back and, and you think about all of the, and again, the connotations of what people are imagining and then vocalizing without really doing very much researching. And therein lies the problem. We have the Bigfoot, all the people that are hunting for Bigfoot right now. You know, Bigfoot exists. Bigfoot exists. We're going to find him. Not if he don't want to be found. He's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. You know? So when we start uh, going into his domain, somebody may not return. Yeah, well, little people say the little people are behind the disappearances on our show. Well, you know, and, and here again, let's let's draw a parallel. Well, like the, the leprechaun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The leprechaun is a nice person until you turn around and wrong him, and then he's going to cast a spell. He will give you gold, or he will give you wrath. But that's a little person. And why now do the little people all of a sudden have, or the connotation of the little people, the, the, the definition of them is starting to get the, uh, a different aspect. The little people will leave you alone as long as you don't mess with them. Story. The little people of, of the mountains out here, the Cherokee believe that the little people will watch you all the time. When you're in their domain, they're watching you. And there are stories that people have been, let's say, carried away by the little people and been exposed to their homes or where their homes are, exposed to their culture, and then let go. In most cases, the little people will not let them go. But there have been stories that I've heard about people who have gone into the woods and, and come back and talked about the little people. But the way the story goes is that the little people are out there. They will watch you. They will watch you and see what type of person that you are. If you're one that cares for the woods, if you're one that is, takes care of the woods and you, you act accordingly, then you're accepted by them. And they may give you a gift. And the gift could be anything. It could be as simple as a coin, it could be as simple as a, a bird coming to visit you or a bird singing as you're walking along. Uh, it could be the drums beating in the distance, letting you know that they are there. But let's say you're walking down a path. And I know this for a fact. You're walking down a path and you come to a creek and you got to wait across the creek. And you're waiting across the creek and you look down into the creek and you see a knife and you look at it and you pick it up and it's a nice knife, good sharp edge on it, good leather bound handle, got a good hasp. You look at it and you say, wow, this is a great find. 
you don't take it with you. You take it and put it back down in the water or wherever you found it, and you turn and you yell out, little people, if this is for me, I will come back tomorrow. If it is here, I know that you left it for me. If it is not, I know that it was for someone else. And you leave. And then you come back, and if the knife's still there, it was meant for you, and the little people made sure that it didn't disappear. Tim, have you tried this out? Have I tried it? I have been exposed to it. What does that mean? Did you get a knife? I didn't get a knife. I got a penny that was from 1841, I believe it was, 42, something like that. Uh, I was walking across the, uh, or wading through the stream and saw something shining. And it was the penny. And it was laying in the little creek, not a big stream, little creek. And I picked it up and looked at it, and it had the old date on it, and I still have it. I turned around and held it up, and I said, little people, if this is for me, I will get it tomorrow. If it's not here, I will know that it's not for me. And I put it back in the stream. I came back the next day, and it was there. The interesting thing about it was it was shiny on one side and dull water contaminated on you the shiny side was up but the other side was very dark and had to be cleaned interesting look at you know nate is (laughs) nate's nate nate loves the stuff of the little people that's his that's his jam so this is this is uh (laughs) he makes oh man i don't it's an inside joke on the show tim (laughs) because he rattle rouses me about the uh the little people so People have described the little people as humans that are two foot tall, and then other people have described them as a variety of different types of creatures. What do you think they look like? Are they literally just miniature human beings, or are they creatures of some kind? Uh, I don't think they're – well – Because you, you, you made it sound like people have told you stories of going to their their villages. What are those – What? T- tell us more. You're holding back, Tim. <laughs> Give us the goods. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. Hang on just a second. I'm going to go. I'm going to get out some of my notes right here. I hope you pulled out one of those long pipes. <laughs> yes, that have been whittled from a long piece of wood, and then. Oh yeah. Well, you tell this story. Hang on. Don't <laughs> leave. Right. We ain't going nowhere. Not going anywhere. Hey, we got a new member right in the middle of the show. That's right. I saw it. Let's go. Let's go. So, look at that ad. That's our first ad mid show. Ready? Yeah, we're gonna like, if you'd like to join. <laughs> there it yeah. is. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. Here, I can join. Yes, I do. Imbibe. <laughs> all right. I'll, here, I'll partake. Yeah, all right. Thing. All right. All right. Here's mine. Is that a corn pop? Yeah. It is. Goes this one. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, yours is prettier than mine. Man, I don't have anything. I have a uh, apple core. That's about as all. I, that's all I got. Well, you could you could smoke uh, some you, out of that. Remember, remember junior yeah, high. Junior <laughs> high. <laughs> no, I have I have that's probably true. about fifty pipes. I knew it. Oh, I, like I knew that. it. Yeah, it, it it it's 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 my symbol. 
Uh, I go out in the woods and, and people know I'm there because they can smell the pipe smoke floating. You burden the seven woods in there to make sure that <laughs> you're safe to go in the woods. Then down that road. <laughs> yeah. So we were, we were talking about the villages of the little people before I distracted yeah. you. I just want to, we want to hear all the, all the secrets, Tim, give us all the of them. little people. It, the Scots you have a little people too. They're called the Gilly dudes. Okay. So when we start and, and, and understand where this comes from, the migration from Europe came over. Many of the people that came over were of Scottish, Irish, and English descent. The Scots and the Irish, and I do not use the hyphenated name, okay? <laughs> it's Scottish or Irish. I am Scottish. I like mm. Scotch. <laughs> See? I like playing. Yeah, that's there. It is. Oh, I got a bunch here, (laughs) and it goes with my kite. This one's this. This one's still. I got. I got a Blanton still in the box. (laughs) Look at this. <laughs> I'm expect- oh, let's see, we got a we got a we got a twelve year here in the that one hasn't been open. I'm expecting two fingers, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> in a little glass shot be sent my way. Oh, dude, I got some good stuff. Whenever you come down, down to Tennessee here, but the the little people, as the Cherokee called them, and those were all aspects of remote life and life that was. And I mean, the remote little people, they did not like hanging around big people. So consequently, what they did was they would go into the forest and hide. So, you know, there's. Yeah, but it sounds like they made villages. It sounds like they made places and they carried people to them. Yeah, there's there are stories that uh, and not not very many. There are a few of people who have gone and lived with the little people at the little people's behest. They took them there. There was one individual, and I can't remember the the time frame, who went and stayed with the little people and was released. And I've got a story about him coming back and talking about it. And everybody thought that he was crazy. And uh, he was kind of ostracized from the uh, group and, and sent on his way because nobody believed him and they didn't believe that he actually spent time with the little people because most of the time little people would take you back there and you would die well that's what we that's what we hear those are the stories we hear can you talk a little about more about that story did he describe what he saw out there he described their communications the that they had the language that they used that he didn't understand. And yet at the same time, they were able to talk with him. So they would change their language from their normal talking language to a language that he understood, that he was uh, there for a period of time and stayed in their homes and ate the food. The food that they ate, the little people ate, was basically the same food that he was used to living with the Cherokee, you know, being a Cherokee because of the area that they they lived in. They did stay with them for uh, a while, and I believe it was seven, ten days, something like that. And he does not know, does not remember why he was let go. He was just told to leave. 
He was just told to when was this yeah it's and i've got i've got in my records back there in my 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 files somewhere the story about that Hang on, hang on just a second. I might have picked it up. I just imagine like a Smurfs village, Luke. This is what I'm thinking of. When <laughs> Papa Smurf comes out. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a Smurf village. Like they're all just... Living in mushrooms. Yeah, but then they eat you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't badmouth the mushrooms now. No, yeah. no, no, not those. <laughs> hey, hey, I, hey, I take reishi mushroom every day. <laughs> Keeps me going. Not those kinds of mushrooms. <laughs> Little people. Here we go. There's a small creature out there watching every single thing that you do. And there are more creatures than we give them credit for. The little people. They live in a dimension which is all their own. And you probably have seen them, but you never recognized them. This is something I wrote a long time ago. Some people call them leprogeists, other poltrachons. And they're neither. And the Cherokee call them the little people. It's actually Wahini Muhaha is the Cherokee name for them. They're about two feet tall. They have big noses, three fingers, which you said, uh, on their hands, three toes on their feet. They have a single hair on their head, and it's usually in a curly cue. So I had it, I've got that. Now let's see if I've got the story about. Dang, this is getting good, Luke. No, I mean, so I, I, I just—it's interesting that like the number of your digits actually is proportioned to your size, right? Because <laughs> you know we're somewhere in the middle. Little little people got three, and the giants got six, maybe seven. <laughs> uh, Humans got five. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's. I didn't really realize that. Now I did. And the thing is that it's yeah. very, very similar between cultures. Yeah. When you start talking and looking at different cultures, when you look at the and, and delve into the cultures, there the, the little people all have the similar traits. And so to the giants. Hmm. Hmm. So if a three-fingered ET comes crawling at you, Luke, get out of the way. Just give them let them phone home. <laughs> maybe they're like maybe they're like ants. They can lift ten times their size. They're like super yeah. strong. I don't know about super strong. Uh, you know, it's relative, isn't it? Yeah, it would be. Uh, you know, if you're if you're small, you have the capability of hiding very, very easily. When you're large, you don't have the ability of hiding. So you must protect yourself by strength. Yeah. Hmm. So they're strong or fast, right? Well, we hear stories of little people burrowing underground and building tunnels tunnel structures so they seem to have an underground network well the cherokee also have and i'll use them cherokee the choctaw uh the chickasaw the creek all the five civilized tribes of the southeast uh the choctaw chickasaw creek seminole and cherokee they all have very similar descriptions of the little people and descriptions of where they go to hide where they you know uh, I told you about Bigfoot. The Choctaw say Bigfoot is not 
living on a mountain. Well, they ain't got no mountains down in Louisiana anyway. Yeah. But what he does is lives in a cave. Well, here in the Cherokee, there are the mountains here, but at the same time, there is the Nahi, which are the immortals. And these are the ones that the Cherokee learn from, and they live in the ground underneath streams and rivers and creeks. So the immortals, the immortals. Yeah. What are they described to look like? Uh, they only appear when needed. Uh, other than that, they will give you guidance. You will not see them. You will give them guidance or they will give you guidance. You can go and make a request of them and burn the seven woods. Uh, and uh, they may or may not uh, answer your request. Wow. The immortals. The immortals are the ones that have passed on. We talk about spirits, okay? The immortals are the ones that have passed on. Their spirits are still there. They can come back and actually take human form. There are many stories about them coming back and, and helping the Cherokee during one of the most difficult times where they're, the Cherokee being a very complacent type of tribe was being attacked from all sides, the Creek, the Choctaw, the Chickasaw, even the Iroquois coming down out of the North. You know, they, they were attacked. They actually give credit to the defeat of their attackers to the immortals who came and stood beside them and gave them strength and, and fought the battle with them. Hmm. That sounds very disembodied spirits. Because we hear these stories a lot on our show, Tim, where like the de- the reason the, the demons want to possess somebody is because they used to have a body and now they don't anymore. And so they're trying to get into a body as, as, as much and as often as possible because they're spirits of carnal desires. But the weird, the weird thing is, Tim, is that sometimes these creatures are described as being helpful to humans, helpful to people, Bigfoot, little people. They'll help you. They'll give you stuff or, yeah, or, or yeah. rescue you. It's just really interesting because, you know, you just associate them as being troublemakers or, I don't know, sociopaths or whatever. Just or these evil angry. or nefarious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, again, I think we dwell, we as humans, mind you, we dwell on the the obtuse. We dwell on the the anger issues, you know. We're very, very difficult to accept something that is out of the ordinary uh, as not being harmful. Does that make sense? Because when you started talking about the little people, of course, the first thing they talk about is that the hair, they they talk about the size, uh, even to the point that they say that the little people will throw rocks at you if you damage their, their force, you know. I've never had a rock come flying through the air. What about like a mini arrow flying at you? Yeah. 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 But, you know, again, we have a hard time accepting that. My feeling is when I go out in the woods, I don't go out for an hour. I mean, I do. But when I go out in the woods, I love to spend weeks upon weeks into months. Alone? Alone. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, we get it. We get it. But it, it, you know, it, it, it is the time, and my my special time is winter time. Number one, there's nobody else out there. Number two, all of the leaves and the trees are bare. And I can go to the top of Thunderhead Mountain during the middle of February and see for hundreds upon hundreds of miles on a clear day and not have to share it with anybody <laughs> except the little people and Judico. <laughs> what do you eat out there? What are you eating? You just shooting squirrels? Or? I, I, I eat an awful lot of fish. I eat an awful lot of watercress that, that grows in the streams. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. still some molds out there and some small animals. Watercress is like one of the top superfoods I've yeah, read. It is. It has more vitamins and minerals than any other plant growing I've, I've heard. I take, I take a little bit of rice with me sometimes. Uh, you know, I don't take much uh, because I know where I can get water and I know where I can get shelter. And, uh, and you've never seen a Bigfoot out there? No. The, the thing about looking for Bigfoot, I don't look for him. If I saw something that was uh, extraordinary, uh, out of place, uh, I would go investigate. But I don't go looking. The same thing goes with the little people. Uh, I don't go looking for them. I don't go looking for bears. You know, I don't go looking for panthers. I don't look and go looking for mountain lions. I see them. They're out there. It's their home. All I'm doing is visiting. So all your years of, of travels and, and hearing stories about creatures, I'm sure there's a couple that stand out as like maybe your favorite creature story you've ever heard. What do you think that is, Tim? What's your, what's your all-time favorite? Well, Judicola is right up there. And, and, and understand the reason that Judicola is is because many people don't know the story, number one. And I did not give you the full story. But number two, there is something substantial that they can go and look at mm -hmm. and, and say, that's the rock that he told us about. Yeah. yeah. And we see those all the time on our channels, Tim. People send us photos of ancient giant footprints oh, yeah. all over the world that, have been, that, are in, that are in stone. Some of these tracks are 25, 30 inch tracks. So they're, they're interesting. And you wonder how they got there and then people debate on our show how tall they got and all that stuff. But I was just thinking, yeah, there might, there would, there's probably a couple stories that you just couldn't shake. <laughs> I, you know, I have so many, I, and you're talking about things that are found out in the forest out here are petroglyphs uh, from Tennessee down through the Appalachians. There are petroglyphs all the way down into Georgia. Nobody has been able to determine the language that's on the petroglyphs. So when we start oh. talking about Judicola and his petroglyph, his rock, and the other petroglyphs around here, and there are similarities between the characters that are on the petroglyphs, you know, you have to sit back and say the Cherokee didn't write it because it's not passed down from generation to generation. They don't have an understanding of that. Up at Red Rock, up in, in I believe that's the name of it, uh, up in Tennessee, there's a petroglyph that's, that's 
right off the side of the main highway. Nobody's been able to determine, although there are a couple of symbols on there that they think are certain symbols. But again, we do not allow our imaginations to accept that there is somebody else other than us. And that's that's a shame. So, you know, is there a is there a story about a giant? Yeah, you know, not really. Is there a story that sticks out in my mind, you know, other than the 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 phantom choir of, of Rome Mountain, uh, uh, when we start talking about the uh, fire dog of Forney Creek. The fire dog? Well, tell us. Tell us about the fire dog. I'm familiar with that one. Or the phantom choir, for that measure. Uh, have you heard of Spear Finger? No. No? Gee, that's too bad. I think we're out of time, aren't we? Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks for checking out the Little People episode with Tim Hall. Tim's a great guy. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear the full episode, and we talked about another 35, 40 minutes, somewhere in there about the fire dog and some other stories he told. Thanks again, Tim, for joining us. And, uh, yeah, this is an extra-long episode for members. If you want to become a member and support the show... Uh, go to blurrycreatures.com slash members. You can listen to the whole episode. We appreciate you guys so much for supporting the show, helping Luke and I produce more content. That's the whole goal, is to get two episodes a week, and it's just another perk for being a member. You get to hear all the extra stuff. So, thanks for tuning in.